Shot yard. Well, that's gone straight up in the air. Wall won't drop. There's no way in the world. He's, oh, he's dropped it. I can't believe it. What is going on? Let the board go. Super Agile and it's not so ंग um karachi kings hate babarazam and in between all of this we had two semifinals played in the world cup uh, which are the least important uh, items on the agenda today so uh welcome once again to the shot yaar podcast i'm usman khalid uh we were supposed to have a full crew today but ramiz uh canceled on us last minute so we're left with uh, the three least entertaining members of the podcast which is me haris and uh, zain what's going on guys Doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? Not bad. Zen, how's the baby? Good, Alhamdulillah. Yeah, good, man. good, man. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> taking a new turn on the chapter. So I'm going to be a little bit more. I might swear less on the pod. Actually, fuck <laughs> that. I think I'm good. Um, yeah, so, I was about to say. Don't you have another kid? Like, is yeah. it the kid? Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, man. This is awesome. This is awesome. Drama Cup continues. You know, we are the clowns of the Pakistan or of the cricket stage, and You know, honestly, doing a, a Pakistan cricket podcast, you you get a lot of content, man. So you know what? We're not short of content. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. So this is awesome. Yeah, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. I hope you guys are too. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's begin. Right, we got a lot to get to. We don't have time to make useless chatter today. There's so much to get to. So we're gonna try to rock through these quickly. Um, but you know, we also don't wanna we want to take our time with discussing these because there's a lot of you know different aspects to this so let's start with the obviously the biggest one babar azam steps down as captain in all formats um so the way this went down was kind of kind of weird too right uh, babar azam put out a statement uh yesterday morning our time and he and, you know he just put out a, a statement on on instagram and twitter and he just said that i'm i'm stepping down from um captaincy in all formats he didn't i don't want to read the whole thing but essentially he just thanked pcb for uh you know giving him the opportunity and he said that the number one odi ranking was uh you know the work of everybody that was kind of the part of that team and coaching staff and all that stuff um pcb put out a statement uh <laughs> a little bit later uh and they said something that was different from what babaradan said which was that um he was going to get relieved from captaincy in white ball cricket and that you know after he was made aware of that he consulted with his family and decided to step down from captaincy in all formats so this is the reason i'm saying all this is because um just a poor management of the situation um all around babar i think ramiz was the one who said in one of our previous episodes when pcb released that statement in the middle of the world cup that he should get ahead of it and resign right now um which you know in the middle of a world cup probably wasn't a good idea but i i do agree with this from from babar's perspective i think don't give these guys any more reasons to um you know make you look worse or or kind of uh make themselves look better in these kind of scenarios i think his time was up anyways um i think i think this guy had his run four years um 
or whatever it was. But yeah, uh, what do you? I I want to make this positive about Babur. I think this guy brought a lot of grace to Pakistan cricket. He he, you know. I think we've talked about it before. I think he removed a lot of the cancers from the team in terms of toxicity and all that stuff. So I, I do appreciate that about him. That being said, I think tactically he wasn't the best, a bit too defensive for my liking, particularly, you know, we saw in this World Cup um, that did come back to bite us quite a bit. So I want to celebrate him a little bit. Um, I think this is kind of a, an era coming to an end. Um, and... Yeah, I'm going to miss him as captain. All that, you know, it, it feels kind of weird to say that. I, I am going to miss him as captain. It feels like it's it's been a long time. And um, before we get to Sean Masood and the upcoming series, uh, yeah, give me, your, give me your thoughts on what you guys think of his overall tenure. Uh, what do you take out of it? And, and where do we go next? Yeah, like you said, uh, end of an era. We've done a lot of crapping on Bobby's captaincy the past couple months. But um, just looking back now, it's hard not to be a little, at least a little reminiscent a little nostalgic about the past four years, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Um, right, like, like you said, some, a lot of things can be said about his captaincy, defensive, not creative enough. At the end of the day, two T20 World Cup semifinals, one final, almost uh, fifth place finish in the World Cup isn't a terrible return. Um, obviously, you want, do you think the potential was, was there to be even better? And um, yeah, just highs and lows. And it's a little bit nostalgic, but looking forward to see what uh, Sean Masood and Shaheen can bring to the table. Yeah, I, I said at the beginning of this, like, you know, when the World Cup started that I'm not, uh, I think that Bobber shouldn't be captain. You know, I had said that, uh, you know, but it, the one thing that makes me so angry is the way that they, that these things are executed. Um, you know, like he he's done so much, for Pakistan cricket, he literally like, and I commented this was he gave us like respect, dude. He gave us, dude. From again, hottest. Maybe you're too young for this, but from 2010, like the 2010s, I'd say even 2007 onwards. After that 2007 World T20 defeat, from then onwards, after Yunus Khan got us the T20 uh, World Cup, literally, like there was no way in hell we were beating India in any games. You know, he won, beat them. He gave us a chance to believe that we could beat them. And he also gave us a chance to believe that we could perform on, you know, like top stage. We are, you know, the team that we always believe that we are. So he always gave us that. Yeah, his captaincy isn't the best. And I feel like the resources he has and resources, I'm talking, uh, you know, strategic and and tactical resources people in his ear that can help him be a better captain they just they're just not there um and i don't think he ever played with misbah maybe he did he might have played with misbah for a short time but he just never had that from misbah and um you know it uh he just he, he didn't have that but i wish the pcb hadn't disrespected him you know hadn't made him feel like trash had it had been like, you know what, listen, we we back you. What do you need from us or what would you like? If you want to step down, all right, that's fine. You know, we'll accept that. But we want to make sure that you get the respect you deserve. And it just pisses me off. You know, I see that tweet from that loser Schwab Jutt where he's like, oh, waiting to see more. Like, dude, you have zero self-respect and like you are literally scum of the earth. And then I'm looking also at... I want to shift a little bit. Can I shift a little bit? 
I'm going to shift sure. a little bit. I just want to, so, yeah, to your point, I just want to add one thing on the the respect thing. PCB did not tweet anything uh, saying anything well, positive. We know what's going on. We know what's going on yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. Right? It's almost yeah. like you're at work and when somebody gets fired, Literally, I just saw this coming yesterday. The guy's been with the company for 10 years. Uh, so-and-so is no longer with the company. Um, you know, we wish him best of luck. That's it. But when somebody's leaving of their own accord, you know, this person gave everything to us. You know, we want to, you know, where they go, we wish them best of luck. We want them to succeed, blah, 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 blah. You can tell, right? Like where, where you know, something, someone is leaving of their own accord or whatnot. Also what the respect factor is, right? And the one thing that, I, I noticed is if you guys noticed on on uh, on uh, Twitter, there was there was three people there was three people that tweeted um, for that I read for Bubber like they retweeted it and they added something. So Rizwan, very personal statement. Yeah, there's a little bit of that you know professionalism in there because it's on Twitter, but very personal. He wrote Kaptana, you know, you know, it's been an honor to serve you, blah, blah, blah. If the, you know, he was like, you know, like he just, it was so personal, right? Like, you know, highs and lows, you know, looking forward to seeing you score heavily, your resilience and determination. Like it was very good. And then Shaheen Shafridi, you know, it just, when I read that, I was like, this guy literally called somebody up or went to chat GPT and said, you'll write me something for a guy that I play with. It just felt so not personal. Like you two together, like Bobber, Shaheen, I think those two are the key figures that have brought us where we are. Our left arm, you know, seam bowling came back because of Shaheen. Our batting is there because of Bobber. These two are pivotal in our success. And again, and it goes back to exactly what I said. Shaheen Shafridi is going to be hated by us or he's going to ruin his own career because he has shy the free the in his ear a very toxic person. <laughs> yeah, I mean so okay, I I <laughs> I said a lot I, there. I, I I think we need to stop this cycle of like hating whoever the captain is. I think it needs it's, to end somewhere. And I tweeted how, about this. How too. is it hate? How is it hate though? No, no, Are you I talking mean, about I, me? I know it's not No, no, no. I'm I'm talking okay. about in general. There there's okay. a lot of lobbying going on right now since the, okay, so I I, I want to start with like the, you know, the PCB not tweeting anything in positive about Babur. All it takes is for you to say I know, you know, it didn't end well. All it takes is is mm-hmm. just just tweet something nice. Just say, "Baba, thanks for your services for four years. It was you know thanks for taking us to number one in in you know ODI rankings, whatever." That's all it takes. Um, and and you kind of move on to the next chapter, right? It doesn't it that doesn't take a lot of effort. We know that these guys already had their captains picked out. It took them less than two hours to announce the new captains on Twitter. So that's that's what I, that's where I was getting at in the beginning mm-hmm. too. Is that. Baba stepping down or being relieved of his captaincy is not really. This was already all decided. You know, they put out a press release saying Baba Hazam is mm-hmm. meeting with uh, Chairman Zaka Ashraf, and like, I can only imagine how that meeting went. And I gotta again, I gotta give props to Baba Azam. They made those videos and they they posted those pictures of him shaking uh, fucking Zaka Ashraf's hand, and he was smiling. Like this guy was positive through and through. He could have been toxic like a lot of other captains of the past, but he didn't do any of that. This guy left with a smile on his face. There were pictures of him. People took pictures. Of Photos of him while he was driving out of there. And I have nothing but respect for that. This guy, mm-hmm. you know, after everything he went through in the last two, three weeks, nothing but respect. He's ready to kind of put this aside and move forward. But then, you know, you also wonder about things like how is this going to impact the, the the team, right? And and the point you bring about Shaheen, and, and, and that that is a valid point because um, – now I'm seeing stuff on Twitter like, oh, Shaheen hates uh, Babur. And like, oh, Sha- we now, the, the Babur lobby is out now against 
uh, Shan Masood, right? And and Shaheen Afridi. So it's like, and I tweeted about this today, and I said that if you had a problem with the lobby against Babar, you are now doing the same thing. So we need to end this cycle somewhere. At some point, we need to say, the captains, we got to support them and we got to see what they can do. People are shitting on Sean Masood and we'll get more into Sean Masood, you know, and, and what his captaincy actually means for our test tour to Australia coming up and overall for the World Test Championship. But people are people are already dismissing him as like, I, I know he doesn't have the best average in test cricket as a batsman, but people are, are already... Um, shitting on him before this guy's even capped in the game. And I, I don't think that's fair. But, the, you know, anyway, I think, Hadis, you want to say is, something? Oh, sorry. No, go I'm, ahead, not, I'm, not, I'm saying, like, I, I want to get your guys' input. Like, he, I know he, like, resigned, but he, like, he definitely pretty much got relieved, right? Like, yeah. we were yeah. arguing about that. Like, that's, like, the general I, I think so. I think so. I think, I think so when too. you went there, yeah. I think PCB statement is actually... Uh, probably more in line with the truth, but they didn't have to say that, man. Let the guy, you yeah. know, if, if he wants uh-huh. to make it, you know, uh, if you've already decided, like, you know, we, we talked about this before. If you've already decided that you're going to fire him, fire him, but uh, wait until everything's done in the World Cup. We said that. And then, you know, let him, if he wants to resign uh, and and just give up captaincy and all, let him do that. And just give him respect mm-hmm. for captaining the team for the last four years. That's all you need to do. And now what you're doing is you're, you're putting him in a very tough situation as a batsman. He's, you know, you're putting the team in a very tough situation in terms of, uh, you know, team bonding and stuff like that. And it, it matters. In Pakistan cricket, it matters so much that this kind of stuff comes up often, you know, time and mm-hmm. time again. And Let we've me- talked about it in our first episode of this podcast. We talked about it. And it's I'm, I'm afraid it's going to come back. Uh, that's my only thing. Like okay, when when Sarfaraz was ousted as captain because Misbah came in as, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry, he was all three. Uh, you know, Sarfaraz was ousted, and a lot of people, Shadab, Hassan Ali, like Fakhar Zaman, like the people that won the Champions Trophy, the youngsters that came up together with Sarfaraz, they were ups- They weren't happy about it, you know, and no, like. Because Bobber had performed so well, nobody was like upset at Bobber. It wasn't like somebody coming, you know, it's like you grab somebody and you pop them in the team and now they're captain. Um, it wasn't like that, right? Like Bobber was performing and it was like, all right, like you replaced him with Bobber. That's cool. We we love Bobber. Uh, but in this situation, it's a little bit different because, again, it goes back to the whole respecting. They do that time and time again, right? People, somebody like Misbah, who stepped down on his own, that's perfect, right? He took his wins and he he stepped down. And he had already said it. I think it was before that West Indies tour um, when uh, Shannon Gabriel took that wild swing. I think that's when he stepped down. Um, so it was like a win. He Why did he do up. that? That one, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> My favorite even, 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 all time. <laughs> I was saying, wasn't it like a long push for Misbah to like leave like the test arena like for like a year? Because he was. I don't had, think like, so, man. He was performing he had, like, until bad the form end. that last year. I don't think he had. And you he think could so? score I don't remember now. We'd have to look at his stats, but yes, all buddy, I know that's what is that he was... everybody, right? They, they, they yeah. do that to that's everybody. That's what it is. Yeah. And they're going to do the same thing to Shah Masood. They're going to do the same thing to Shahid Afridi. He did score like a 90-something in like his second last innings or something. And then like that was the only good if score. Shani, so. If Shani huh? flops, flops in Australia, and again, like, you know, nobody thinks that... Pakistan and Australia is a death sentence. Like Shani taking this assignment, like as a new captain, is is 
Like yeah. he's literally coming in thinking that he can do something and he might be thinking like, you know what? I got the balls. I can do it. You know, we'll, we'll wait and see. But I think that the, the lobby aspect that you're talking about, I don't think Bubber's like that. I think he's coming in. I think he lets his bat talk and he's done that no, no, several I, I, times. The, the lobby, I, I don't think, but you're right. I don't think Bubber's like that. I, I think he's a much, uh, he has more respect for himself and the team than that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm talking about everybody on Twitter and everybody on social media. Oh, screw that, so Just man. stop it. It needs to end sometime, right? Like we need, as fans and as people who support this team, ex-cricketers, journalists, media, we need to stop this at some point. And I, you know, now we're getting into a discussion about Shah Masood. But before we do that, uh, we'll talk about that right after this. But before we do that, give me your favorite moment from Babar Azam's captaincy uh, from the last however long he's been captain. Ooh. Good question. Um, first one that comes to mind is that whole when Kodak and Azam first came out, we are 0-2, and then things just clicked, you know, beat South Africa, beat Netherlands, beat Bangladesh, beat England, beat, and beat New Zealand. I wish we beat England. The whole, like, lead-up to that, um, felt like Baba was really behind that. There was also um, that series in South Africa, the T20 series. I think the first couple T20s, he was, he was doing really slowly. And then, like, the last match, chasing 200, he scored, like, the perfect T20 innings, like 100 off like 50 balls. Um, yeah, those are probably my top two. Yeah, mine's very uh, broken record, but uh, 152 for zero. India versus oh, Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a, And people are referencing another one. They're saying like 250 something for zero against uh, England. Which one's that? Is that there one like that? Up? I don't I don't know about that. Mine, mine is uh, the 152 for zero. I think everybody like. That I don't think this guy, this guy doesn't get enough credit for. I th- I don't know. I think it was Zan you who mentioned that right off the top. This guy doesn't get enough credit for finally getting us over that hump of beating India in a World Cup and beating them so comprehensively uh, in a World Cup. For me, that's you know you do that and that's that's worth you know everything um uh, given that how how much we uh tend to crumble under pressure against those guys and it happened again in this world cup too but that to me is worth gold um and he deserves all the credit for that uh, but my favorite oh. is the the sorry I just, my favorite is the 196 against australia in that test match oh yeah that was nice that was incredible. a captain's knock uh yeah. no yeah. remember the seven match t20 series last year against uh england england yeah Dude, that was a sick series, man. For seven games. It was, it was, was a game whole... seven, didn't it? I mean, it was like 3-3 going into it. Yeah, it went to game seven. Yeah. And we lost in game seven. Yeah. but We got um, crushed in the last game. I remember that. Well, they scored 209 and we got all out for 142. But uh, yeah. 203 for zero against England. They scored 199 and, and Bobber scored a century, 110. And Rizwan scored 88. Yeah. So what's okay? So that that's what it is. Sorry, man. I, there's so much I want to talk about, and I know, like, I'm a little short. Like, I I, I have to go at a certain time. But um, what's the next topic? Uh, so next topic is I, I wanted to get into Sean Masood's captaincy and partic- specifically the test. You know, he's the test captain. I want to talk a little bit about the Australia tour. But before we do that. Muted, bro. I'm muted. Yeah. yeah, now you're good. Sorry. All right. So you that's said before we do that. In there. Yeah. Before we do that, and there was a long silence after that? Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wanted to mention that uh, before we get into Sean Masood and Test Captaincy, um, uh, anybody who's thinking that Babur is going to bat 
better as uh, without the pressure of captaincy. Mother Urshid pointed out on Twitter that uh, his averages in both tests and ODIs are actually lower um, when he wasn't captain. But, you know, you can attribute ta- that to him just being a younger player and, and he's growing. probably as a batsman. Since he's playing like a lot of but... Zimbabwe, you know, <laughs> playing a lot Zimbabwe. of like being Zimbabwe really helps, right? Yeah, you know, playing Zimbabwe, <laughs> playing a lot of chess at home on like Ramiz Raja's pitches. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay, let's get into Sean Masood. And this is going to be a, a fun discussion. I'm excited to talk about this. Um, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about Sean Masood, the test captain? I like it. I like it. I always thought he was um, like hard done by, he was always in and out of the squad. Um, even like the past couple of years, he was a pretty solid test opener. And even in Australia last time, he was like our best batsman, probably. Um, good cricketing mind. I've heard a lot of people say that about him. Captain Yorkshire in the county cricket, which is no small feat. I mean, I mean, that's a pretty like really good like domestic league. Um, good numbers there with the bat. Good numbers in the guy, the Azam Trophy. And obviously, the you know, the age is the issue. 34, like he's what, 33, 34. But to me, I, I see this as like a like something similar to when we brought in Mizba, like after the whole spot fixing scandal, like take over the reins for a couple of years as you've, you know, reached the prime into your twilight years. Um, I think the PCB said like they're going to keep him as captain until the 2025 World Test Championship. Um, so if, we, if I look at it until then, I, I, I don't mind at all. I'm actually kind of a fan of it. Okay, yo, captaincy of Yorkshire, let's be honest, he's a diversity hire. Uh, Yorkshire is going through some crazy racism scandal, and I heard and, about that. And, 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 <laughs> That's actually Sean, a very good point. I never and thought Shani about that. Shani is a diversity <laughs> hire. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a a dick or anything, but that's just what it is. But, no, but, no, okay, in, relax. He, he counter, does have leadership skills. Counterpoint, he's like the, counterpoint, he's like the whitest desi ever. Wasn't he like born in like Kuwait and he speaks like perfect English? That's why they get what they want with him, right? Like, <laughs> he, speaks, he speaks better English than us. Um, yeah. He does, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's the guy who can respond in less than a minute. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, right? That's funny. That's one edge he has over Barber, according to yeah. Um Yo, man, Sorry, you're probably going to hear a lot of clicks because I'm I'm really want to look at his stats from the last tour. Hottis, hit us with the stats. You said he did really well in the last tour of Australia. What were they? Let me look it up. Okay. In the meantime, I'll tell you his stats. I have them in my notes here. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm also going to say like caveat because I know Yasser Shah scored a century that was like the greatest innings of all time. So I'm not going to count that. Um, I think I think you're thinking of the tour before last tour. Um no, he Yasasha, yeah, he in the second oh, test. Okay. It, it was only two okay. test series, actually. I do remember that hundred, but I, I thought it was the one before. Anyway, um, I want to mention Sh- uh, Shan average in test cricket is twenty eight, and he's played 29, <laughs> 29 matches or thirty matches, so his average is lower than his number of games played, which is not good. But uh, it, let's look at the last year, right? This guy, Captain Yorkshire, like we said, uh, he averaged uh, he scored seven twenty runs at sixty with the bat, pretty good. Uh, performing well also in the Pakistan Cup. Um, Sorry, can I just say really good considering this is English soil, right? Like he's playing on English pitches. That's That's really good. Um, That's where you need technique. He's always been a very good technically proficient batsman. Uh, Like Hadis said, I think he's always been kind of somebody... I don't think his average does justice to his batting prowess. Um, so I, I think this is one of those cases where averages don't... I, I think if Ramiz was here, he'd be yelling at us but because um, he, he loves looking at averages. But, you know, the, the averages... Of, 
yeah <laughs> we do miss you buddy um yeah. but yeah since since returning from from yorkshire back to pakistan domestic scene he scored uh 672 runs in 12 innings at 61.09 so that's those are really good numbers um this guy's in good form he does have leadership skills he he led yorkshire like we said um uh in this last county how season how many how many wins uh, did yorkshire have in that season They won like two and three with eight draws. I'm pretty sure, or three two and two for- with eight draws. Two wins, three losses, or three wins, two losses, and they have like eight draws. Hmm. Eh. Right. I don't know. Do you have the stats? Do you have the stats for the Australia series? Yeah, uh, it was only a two match series. Uh, so he had four innings, average of 39, 150, high score 68. Um, not bad. Which, not bad. Which is not bad. I mean, he's also. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. The only. Pakistan player, I think, who can properly play a pull shot, which you need in Australia with all the pitches there. Well, he's an opener um, in England, like in county cricket, and mm-hmm. that's not easy. It's not. And in Australia, it's double not easy because Australia's coming full. They're coming guns blazing, man. They'll have their full, you know, uh, Mitchell Stark, Scott Boland, yeah. Josh Hazelwood, Pat Cummins. They got the whole like they'll probably play four pacers, right? So, yeah. Um, so let's do this, right? Um, is there somebody that you guys would have made test captain other than Sean Masood? Safraz. So I knew no, that was no. coming. No, no, I mean I, I if like... we're if we're talking like everybody's like Safraz is thirty four, Sean Masood is also thirty four. So I mean, like you know, if we're talking like age and we're talking like that kind of stuff, then yeah, like why not Sir Fraz? He's performing. Rizwan isn't performing. Sir Fraz is the first take wicketkeeper. He's a good captain. I would take Sir Fraz all day. Uh, who else? There's really nobody else, man. I'm thinking like because I'm thinking based on like your performance. Like who's one down? Bobber. Who's two down? Like you know, you got Saud Shakil, you have Aga Salman, and right. you Let have me, Imam I, at the top. I, you have Abdullah Shafiq at the top. None of them are captains, right? Like, so who do you take? No, uh, hold on, hold on. So let me let me read you some facts about a guy that I think you're going to put together as I'm telling you these. Okay. This guy captained Pakistan in the Under 19 World Cup in 2014. Pakistan were runner-ups. They played South Africa. Uh, Aidan Markram was the captain for South Africa in that tournament. Um, this guy captained Pakistan in the Emerging Asia Cup in 2019, where Pakistan won. This guy captained Pakistan Shaheens on the tour to Sri Lanka and in 2021. Uh, the first class series there was drawn 0-0. Uh, Pakistan won the three-match list A series 1-0. Two matches were rained out. He's 28 years old and he's a mainstay in our test squad right now. Fawad Alam. Fawad Alam. Fawad Alam. Fawad Alam. That would have been my pick. Um, Ooh, nice. My it, yeah. second pick Stati- is Sean Masood. Statistically, Masoud. though, no, I mean statistically, we're talking about leadership qualities, right? This guy right. has led like, Pakistan and, and at at junior levels all the way up to Pakistan Shaheens. This is your guy, twenty eight years old. Make him make a bold call and make him captain. First um, of all, this other, is Pakistan my, my, cricket, where you still go to somebody that might have only played one Test match, but you're going to go to them and be like, "Hello, sir. Yes, sir." No, sir. Right? Like you can't bring somebody who's younger and then expect them to respect him like that if he hasn't like proven himself. How many tests has Shout Skill played? And again, if I'm I'm with you, I Seven. agree with you a hundred percent. If this is what you're telling me, Shout Skill, he would be an amazing captain. But you're gonna bring this guy in. He's gonna get mentally destroyed. Yeah, his career is I, gonna I get can, derailed. Yeah. yeah. 
From what you're describing, yes, it would be a horrible... This is the thing, right? This would be a horrible idea in Pakistan. In practice, mm-hmm. in any other system, this would be a great idea. Look, Graham look, Smith. Look somebody like Graham Smith. That I was, was going to say that. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Cook. They, they, they took a call on him. They made, a, they made a bold move. And look 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 what that guy did for South Africa cricket, right? This is your guy. 28 years old. You know, I my second choice was Sean Masood. So I'm happy with that. But like Haris said, this is a stopgap solution. He's 34 years old. I gave Sir Fraz a lot of help for being 36. And I was like, you know, this guy's too old. I, I cannot be picking and choosing in that kind of a scenario, right? I cannot say that. I do agree, Sean, Sean. You do need to look forward at some point and, and not pick somebody who's 34 years old as a captain. But if it's got to be anybody who's, you know, old, I do think Sean Masood is the guy. Uh, over anybody else if it's going to be kind of a stopgap thing for two years uh, until this cycle of uh, uh, the World Test Championship ends. But yeah, my guy would have been, uh, you know, South Shaquille, I think. But, I, you know, Zan, you bring up a very good point that he wouldn't survive uh, kind of the <laughs> the politics of Pakistan cricket uh, at, at a young age with so many seniors on, in, in the side and so and many other... And he's from Karachi. Um, and he's from Karachi, too. That's, that's a big deal, dude. People make it such a big... Because nobody play, like nobody gets really gets selected from there, right? That's what I've heard. There hasn't been too many players. They're all like Lahore, right? And again, man, I don't get into this kind of bullshit. But uh, that's also another thing I think that would play a big role. Yeah. Like, I think I'm better yeah, than I mean, you guys I, because you I know. can speak Punjabi and you can't. So, I mean, <laughs> on this level, it turns into... <laughs> can you speak fluent Punjabi, though? I... Yeah, man, I'm sick. No, okay, say, say something right now. No, no, not the pod, man. It's not, it's not the right time for you what guys. What do you mean, not the pod? We have Pakistani <laughs> oh, listeners, man. We don't have any, like, North American listeners. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Maybe it's not the best. <laughs> um, okay, so, okay. So, we have Shani. You know, I'm okay. I like Shani, to be honest. I like him. People are going to shit on him for sure because, again, you basically ripped out your favorite player and you're putting somebody else there. It could have been anyone. I'm going to be very honest. Shaheen Shafridi, I kind of, he's left a bad taste in my mouth right now. I'm not too happy with his selection as captain. Uh, I feel like he had a big role to play during the World Cup of uh, not performing, but not also backing Bobber. So I think that's why it gets me that there's somebody in his ear constantly saying, "If this is you who should be captain, but, but you're do you, better." Do you actually think? Um, do you actually think that there's like, like he himself would have wanted Bobber to leave captaincy so that he could become captain? Is that what you're saying? I think that if Bobber made a bad decision, he didn't back him, and he just said, "Well, this is his decision, not mine." Or, or I see. Okay. Him, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. Did, did you guys see? I've been seeing this clip on Twitter uh, where it's from like a T Twenty game or something. I don't know. I don't know how old this game is, but people have been posting. Bobber fans have been posting this clip on Twitter, and it's uh, it's after Shaheen takes the wicket, and. All the players are running towards Shaheen and Baba runs towards him and he wants to give him like a hug or a high five. And Shaheen just kind of brushes him aside and gives somebody else a high five. <laughs> and people are like, oh, look, he always hated Baba. This guy was always out to get him. And I'm like, this is the problem with Lisa. On the so field, far, man, man. There's, there's 10 guys running at you, right? Like I just, there <laughs> in the Indy, India game the other day, I saw they're in a huddle. They're all huddled up and... You know, you. I thought all of them were there, and then Shubman Gill comes from somewhere, and you see Muhammad Siraj running in, and by the time Muhammad Siraj gets there, they break the huddle. If this was the Pakistan team, they'd be like, "Oh, 
they hate Muhammad Siraj because he's Muslim. You know, like they would, there would be something there that they would be like, yo, they hate this guy. You know, they would have some sort of beef or something right away. I think this is BS. I, just in the game, have you seen the clip in the game? Um, uh, I think it was the England game, the last game of the World Cup. And Rizwan's going to high five Shaheen and Bobber's grabbing his hand and trying to stop it. Have you guys seen that? I think it's all yeah, yeah, I saw that. and fun, man. It's just like, you know. There's also that really funny clip of uh, Babar Azam pulling Hardish Rogue's hair. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Like he takes a wicket and he runs towards him and he's like fucking pulling his hair on his head. It's so funny. Uh, but that's just more just, you know, rough love. That, that's, that's what like, I would That's like basketball, that. right? Like basketball, you do like a hard <laughs> slam dunk. You're like slapping your head. Yeah. And yeah really I'm hard. Sure you yeah, know, yeah. Slapping right? each other's You wouldn't know what is your Pistons fan, man. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's all just silly. But I think, so uh, again, Mazhar Arshid, I want to read a tweet. So he was saying, you know, he has three tests to play. He's playing the international, uh, the ILT20, whatever that freaking India-based UAE T20 is. He's playing the PSL. And then there's 19 T20Is coming up, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this year and next. Well, now next year. Um, you know, 10 are against New Zealand on their own. So he's like, who's going to captain in those games? What if his deputy win- wins more games? Can this work in Pakistan's fickle cricket culture? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I was was going to say the same thing. That's true. That's exactly what we're saying. This culture sucks. Like, it's so weak. Mm -hmm. I think Rizwan is going to be captain. I I, I feel like this is getting so repetitive. Like, I don't know. We we, we always say, like, I wrote an article yesterday on our website, and I I was saying that nobody in Pakistan cricket wants to take accountability. And this is kind of, you know, we're talking about the same thing, right? Nope. It's the same cycle. Like I think you need to go sc- uh, scorched earth and just destroy everything, build it from the ground up. That's not gonna happen. We know that's not gonna happen. But never. Um, I think I think the best secondary solution is just back these guys for two years and see what happens. I, that I you know I what else can you do right? I, I don't want to sit here and shit on Shaheen right now. Regardless of what I think of Bawad or him as a captain, Shaheen has won two PSLs. Give, I think give Shaheen's him, gonna do know. great. I think Shaheen's gonna do great. I think I that, actually don't uh, think he's gonna do great, man. Yeah, I, I think I, know, I think he's I, gonna get. Yeah. I think he's gonna have too much pressure. He's he's our strike bowler. He's he plays three formats. This is gonna be too much for somebody like that. I think. How does that I feel like you have fair. something to add here? No, I mean, like I I don't think he's gonna be that great as captain. And then I also don't think he's gonna be able to like stay on as captain given his injury history. I think Zayn kind of touched on it. The vice captain better be ready because Shaheen's gonna be injured going out the field every other match. I also think Shadi can captain. No. Oh God, don't no, even. No, no. No. Yo, oh Lord! If the Har Ahmed is playing the Pakistan, I guess maybe Sh- Shadab's team yeah, isn't in the semi-final. Ki de, he's no, too, man. He's not Yo, captain. He, he's he's he not going to be captain. He's playing, you know, the Pakistan Cup. Yeah, and then I you bet you anything half these other guys aren't doing it, even World if their Cup team is in the that. semifinal. You know, I, I bet you anything. Riz, Rizwan is the only choice for T20 captain. I think he should have been the guy. That was my guy for T20 captaincy. That was my I guy also too. Think, that uh, was everyone's I also guy. think Shaheen uh, benefited a lot from having like an absolutely stacked Lahore Kalander squad. I feel like with the quality of batsmen in the Pakistan Super League, which is not that great, if you have Rashid Khan, Haris Rauf, and himself, that's basically like a cheat code. Um, like I, well, I don't... Zaman Khan as well, who's another like and amazing. Zaman Khan, yeah, he's amazing. I mean, absolutely stacked. Yeah, and I'm sure you know some credit to Shaheen for being able to like. And then you have Fakhar Zaman and Abdullah Shafiq at the top of the order. 
Right, and like, no, okay, like, guys, you can't say that. Right? Like, he was still the captain. You can't, you I'm can't say he, he has a stack team, so he he doesn't deserve any credit. Well, I mean, he does have the Pakistan is, team, so like, I mean, that, problem, that is basically right? half like, the yeah, team, that's what right? I mean. the, So yeah, he will so do what? he will do well. He will do well, but the biggest thing is what's the culture going to be like? Who's going to back him, and how is he going to carry himself? Is he going to be humble, or is he going to be like you know, mai mahu? Is like Bobber going to backstab Shaheen Shah Afridi? No, man. Find out next Bobber has a good circle, Rizwan going to lobby for his own captaincy? <laughs> Will Safraz make a comeback? <laughs> Will Safraz make a comeback as Wicked Keeper? <laughs> kick, kick Rizwan out. <laughs> Will, Will Safraz make a comeback? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's, so, that's funny. But I, I hope he, not for T20s. Like, I mean, he's in test. You want him to make a comeback for T20s? No, ハリス、ゴンディス、ゴンディス、カモン。ダッツエナフ。いや、シリーズリー。ダッツエナフ。いや、シリーズリー。ダッツエナフ。いや、シリーズリー。ダッツエナフ。いや、シリーズリー。
they're kind of just reacting to a lot of it that happens. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, for me, the captain, I think, would have been Rizwan. My, my choice would have been Rizwan. Uh, but yeah, tactically, you know, we'll see what happens in that in the next uh, uh, series at New Zealand. New Zealand and, uh, in New Zealand. In New Zealand. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, that'll be a good one to kind of get a sense of what these guys are going to do if anything changes tactically and that sort of stuff. But if Nawaz plays that series, I'm just going to not watch it. Oh, God. Um, He's a good <laughs> T20 player, man. He won us. <laughs> Who's that? Man, you guys, seriously, man, don't be stupid. Don't. Oh, Here, I, we'll I, be I, don't I don't want to imply anything, but. The first time Multan made this uh, the PSL final wasn't Shan Masood captain still. He was, Sultans? yeah, he maybe. Was. Yeah, Sultans. 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 Yeah. <laughs> this guy said he speaks fluent Punjabi. Multan Sultan. Multan Sultan. We need to make a shirt. Multan Sultan. Yeah, just like How you don't, don't, don't pronounce any teams. Multan Sultan. So people will be reading Multan Sultan. Yeah, right. The Dippers will be reading it as Multan Sultans on the. No, no, we're not going to include any T's, right? Because you're not saying that you're Multan Sultan. I'm saying Multan, <laughs> like Malton, right? Molten, quick, uh, yeah. quick aside. In one of my college courses, we were talking about like our cultural backgrounds, and I wrote down I was from Karachi, Pakistan, on a piece of paper. And when our professor read it. Uh, she's like Karaki. <laughs> Karaki. Karakai. Karakai. Which white neighborhood Yo. was this in the United States? Oh man, my I, a regular day in Ohio. Regular day in Ohio. Damn. Yeah. Karaki. Can I not multiculturalism if people know how to say Karachi? Like okay, but <laughs> they won't fuck that up. Ohio is literally like a backwater state, right? So it's, Bro, have you yeah. been to Ohio? No, and I don't want to. Because you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I how'd you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to I tell you guys something really funny. But uh, so I, when I worked, I still talk to this guy, actually. He was like this old Polish guy that I worked with back in like 2013. And he was like, where are you from? From Pakistan. And I was like, I'm from Lahore. He's like, Lahore. Ooh, French hooker. <laughs> yeah, that's a very common joke, right? Lahore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he actually thought that, eh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got um, a little excited. All right. Um, Anything else about Shaheen, the captain, or T20s in general? Um, no. I'm, well, I'm I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't give a fuck about Batting order is what I'm excited I'm... to see what they're going to do with the batting <laughs> order. Crazy. Yeah, T20 suck. I'm I'm excited for that test tour. Um, that's real cricket. Mm-hmm. This is like, like five T20s against New Zealand. Then they're going to play them again, like you know, at a home. few months later, at home. Then we're going to be ready for that T20 World Cup, and we'll be yelling at them again. Um, Hafiz okay. Hafiz has said that he he like he so Mazurar should per, uh, posted a video with um, Hafiz. Yeah, he had a conversation with him a year ago and. He wants aggression. He wants aggression. <laughs> and, Did uh, you see on that tweet, people started posting the visa's stats uh, and strike rates in T20s and like one day, his strike rate is like 74 in one day. <laughs> but he's oh, now, man. He's now chief selector. Like, Bro, Azam Khan <laughs> is coming back, man. Oh, God. Okay, hold on, hold on. So before, so let's oh, talk about Hafiz, minutes. right? I think that's the next topic. We need to talk about Hafiz, I like who has professor. been appointed, um, who has been appointed team director. And then earlier today, he just, I think he decided I'm going to be the head coach too because he's a team director. So who's the, like, <laughs> I tweeted about it. I was like, this guy sat down and he was like, I'm going to look at all the candidates and the only person fit to do this job is me, myself. So <laughs> I'm the head coach now. 
Um, so he's he's coaching Pakistan um, for this test series in the New Zealand uh, T20s at least. Uh, what do you guys think of this? I think there are better choices for coach at least. Um, mm-hmm. I like from my perspective, the team director like you know. I don't know what the team director really does. Um, I guess overall kind of high level strategy with sitting down with the team management and that kind of shit. But, um, and I, you know, I thought about it and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly okay with a person who's recently retired in that role. I think that's, that's, that makes sense. Um, I don't know if I would have picked a fees for this, but um, head coach, definitely not a fees. This guy has no coaching um, experience. There are so many qualified coaches. Uh, you look at somebody like Azhar Mahmood, who has coached and has coaching credentials. You look at some, I don't know if these guys are coaching somewhere right now, but if you look at somebody like Yasser Arafat, who is like, uh, I was reading up on him today because when he announced that he was himself going to be coach, I started looking at like what, what some of the other options might be. Yasser Arafat, uh, this guy is a, this guy is the only Pakistani to complete the, English, uh, the England and Wales cricket board level four coaching course. He and would be I good. don't think he's coaching anywhere right now. So, you know, somebody good. like that, you can get somebody like that. This guy's Pakistani, you can like, get him. He, he falls in line with uh, Wasim Khan, Ehsan Mani, like their train of thought, because he is a Pakistani, but he's played majority of his career outside of Pakistan. He's played mm-hmm. county cricket for majority yeah. of his career. They, they selected him here and there. Yeah. And if he's done the course through them, bro, he's not here for the BS. He probably knows better than I agree. Come to Pakistan. I agree. He would, he would not be a, for PCB, he would not be a good pay because he was, he no. would actually do some good shit, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. I, I, I am, Totally against this Muhammad Afi's appointment of as coach, as team director. I don't really care. I don't know how much impact that makes. Um, but you know, so actually, hold on. I, wrote Hafiz, in my notes I thought Hafiz. Today. I thought Hafiz was chief selector. No, 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 no. chief selector. Yeah, we'll get to that next. That's another fucking oh. crazy one that we need to talk about. So because... Hafiz is head coach. Hafiz, team okay. So this or... is what happened. Hafiz was appointed team director, and okay. then he appointed himself coach, head coach. How is that uh, possible? Because, Show me where this is, bro. I didn't know this. I mean, it doesn't say it doesn't say anywhere that he appointed himself, but as team he, director, no, the PCB is merging the roles. That's the official statement. They're merging chum- the roles. Oh, is that the official? Okay, okay, I see. So then, yeah, basically, what they're telling us is that Grant Bradburn did nothing because I actually had that in my notes for this episode that if this role is anything, uh, the team director role, if that, this is anything like what. Mickey Arthur was doing, he was kind of the face of that coaching staff, right? And he kind of took, he did press conferences and, and shit like that. And he was kind of, he was de facto head coach. And so now it makes sense that they're, if they're merging these roles, then yeah, he had coach. I don't know. I think this is going to be a disaster for him as a head coach, but what, what are we going to do about that? I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, um, it would. I, I I'm looking at the article right now. He has absolutely no coaching experience, which, you know, for Pakistan is the norm. You don't want to, God forbid the country would explode if you select like a qualified like guy with credentials for like the proper role. But no, you have to go back to a guy who, you know, averages like 74 striker. I mean, whatever. He's played for a while. He has loads of actual experience. I mean, give me on Steve Jones, rate, man. I just want Steve the- Jones. <laughs> Steve like, Jones. I, don't want those, I don't want like some... Former player again, like running the thing. Imaginary, imaginary Steve Jones. Uh, on the point of strike rates. 
What? I just want to say on the point of strike rates, uh, I, I will give him credit. You know, if he's played for a long time, he played until a very late age in his he career. He did, too. but I, think, I mean, a lot I think of he did I mean, kind of change in the end there. He like yeah. I, I'm thinking of that like 20 uh, CT 2017 innings where he came and he really accelerated at the end of mm-hmm. that innings and that sort of stuff. He, he, he did kind of change his approach. He made a career on his right arm chucking and then his batting like developed to like average level and he, he played for like 20 years based off of that. It is Which, I, I, was better than, I think he was better um, than average towards the end of his career, man. He, I think he, he was had, a good T20 batsman. In his last two years, in his last two years of T20 and ODI cricket, he, uh, he had a very high, he had a pretty good strike rate. I want to say very high because you guys might shit on me if I'm wrong. Like he had a, he had a really good strike rate. He was hitting sixes. Remember he said he learned in the CPL. He went to the, when he played in the CPL, he's like, they play a lot of golf. Yeah. Uh, and that's how they learn to hit very strong sixes. And that's what he started doing. <laughs> okay. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> I'll never forgive Hafiz for, I don't know if you guys remember 2011 semifinal, but he played that fucking stupid shot. Um, him and Carmanacle were playing really well as openers. And after Karmanakul got out, he played a very. He tried to play the scoop shot, uh, the same shot that Mispa played in that first T uh, Twenty World Cup final. He played that shot and he got caught um, um, behind, uh, caught behind by the keeper, uh, just edged it. Uh, and he was playing well otherwise. Like, why try something like that? Anyway, I'm just kind of. I remember that wicket, and I was like, "Why the fuck would you do that?" Why? Do um, guys, my camera is going to be off for the rest of the time. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Nobody cares about your booty anyways. I was about My to booty? say, I, I was going to miss your face. <laughs> your booty or your booty? <laughs> yeah, both. Uh, yeah, but that's Mohamed Afiz. Anything else you guys want to say about that? Uh, head coach, team director? Again, man, wait and see. But again, man, they just... No, this is not something this. I... This, this one is one where I don't want to wait and see because this one pisses me off uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, there I, were many it pisses other you off the way options. it's done, but I, I think Hafiz it can make some change. He's very outspoken. He speaks the truth. That's why he's the professor. Professor for yeah, a reason. I mean, I'll reserve judgment, but uh, I think there were just many other better options. I'm, I'm okay uh, with this one. I, I, to be honest, I'm okay with this one because I hope he has his ethics. The professor of ethics. Yeah, I, I hope he comes okay, in and, and uses those ethics in this setup, in this uh, yeah, corrupt society. He's not going to... What, what, you want to teach people how to be better people and they're going to become better players? Is that your thinking? What did Grant Bradburn do that Hafiz can't do? That Excellent point. I don't know what Grant, Grant <laughs> Bradburn ever did for this team. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think Mickey Arthur was the coach. Like we were talking earlier, like once once February hits, it's all gonna everything's gonna be reset again after these elections or whatever. So I mean, I, I'm I don't like That's it, true. but I'll, I'll give so it a true, shot yeah. until then. Okay, what's next? Same old, same old Pakistan. What can you do? What's too? next? Uh, yeah, more appointments. Morning Merkel resigns as bowling coach. Uh, I don't know if this is confirmed yet, but Omar Gul is uh, I think going to be the bowling coach at least for the Australia tour. Uh, Omar Gul was asked about this, and he said that PCB has not asked me yet, uh, but I would be honored to do it. And I immediately thought back to him accusing Shadab Khan of faking that injury um, <laughs> in this World Cup, and this guy sucks too. I don't like him. Um, you don't like Gulli? Particularly for that comment. It's, oh, a, okay. it's a really weird thing, because I kept hearing... No, why would I like, not like you? I like you, man. <laughs> I'm talking about Omar Gul. Okay, sorry, no, man. I said you I don't like Gul? I said, no, no, I said you don't like Gul? <laughs> okay, okay. 
No, okay, like, it, it was weird. Like I would keep hearing about how Umar Gold throughout his entire playing days and even a few years into retirement, he was like a consummate professional, like day in, day out. He would always like never complain about non-selection. He would always would be working hard. And then like the past like two weeks, he like threw all of that away. With all those like crazy stuff, he's saying. Yeah, but you like that. My players, who are not once they retire, they just get something happens to them. A, a switch flips in these guys, and they just become the most toxic motherfuckers. They get used to the spotlight. They just want to say whatever brings spotlight back on them. That's I think my, they like th- this, like a weird like, uh, like a. And you can't even complex say it's like where for... they need. They just need to be the center of attention. That's that's mm-hmm. what they want, and they just start saying weird and retarded shit on 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 air, and it's just oh. yeah. Well, um, I can't say retarded. <laughs> no, I, I just wasn't expecting no, you got to say phys- that... you got to say physically challenged. They start saying physically. No, challenged you called like I should have a retard in the last episode. Like you call you I? called him an actual retard. No, man, we yeah, you did. We might not get sponsors here. <laughs> that was that was fine, but I, I I say retarded, and it's a problem. Okay, uh, let's. <laughs> it's the ED man. It changes everything. Yeah, it, it does. Okay. Um, Gole. I like Gole, but yeah. But have you guys heard him speak? Nope. I have watch a clip speak. of him talking. Just any clip. <laughs> Why? What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you getting at with this? <laughs> just watch it. That's all I want to say to the viewers. No, watch but that not to the listeners. Like, watch. No, his voice he... just doesn't suit his. <laughs> it doesn't suit him. It doesn't suit his career. <laughs> his uh, his profession. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm Sounds like SpongeBob. I'm just looking at his numbers right now, and for all like his like exploits and like ODIs and T20s being the goldozer, he was not that great of a test bowler. Um, he no. averaged like 35, and like even in Australia, this upcoming upcoming tour, he averaged like 53. And I I don't know, I want to know on what like was he like a bowling coach in like domestics or I know he was with Afghanistan for a bit. Um, but can we pick someone qualified? Please. Bro, he was Ready? with Afghanistan and they produced Fazal Haq Farooqi, Naveen Ul Haq. Uh, who else, man? Gully made them, bro. Asghar Stansky. Fazal Haq Farooqi. Are you talking about Asghar Stanikzai? Yeah. He changed his name to Asghar Afghan. He did, yeah. Yeah, very passionate. Bobber's going to change his name to Bobber Pakistan. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That's, that's or Bobber Paki for somebody sure. Somebody should do that. Bobber Paki. Rizwan Lahori. Oh, you thought that was funny. Sarfraz Karachi 8. All right, yeah. Um, other rumored appointments. Wahab uh, Riaz <laughs> as chief selector. Sahil Tanveer as member of the selection committee. And that's it. That's all I got for you guys. So Hilton Veer as wow. member of the selection committee is okay. Q? Because he's he's not chief selector. <laughs> he's <laughs> just a member. You can appoint anyone to selection Yo, committee. But, okay, let me ask you guys a question. Who would you be happy with as chief selector? Steve that, Jones. I, my opinion on this is that... Sorry, who? Rahadis? Steve Jones. Steve Jones? <laughs> yeah, Steve Jones sure, should I, be... I genuinely white. want some outsider running PCB. Like, I want someone who would, like, be free of any influence. No one can buy him. He's going to, let's run this whole thing objectively and select, like, the best players. Not my, be thing, like, right. my thing with Chief yeah. Selector is that this should not be a role. This should not be a committee. This should not be a role. The coach and the captain should, should pick a squad for every tour based on conditions. 
pick who you want to pick and that's it like i don't understand what the fuck like a selector picks a team and then the coach if the coach doesn't agree they have a problem with it if a captain doesn't agree they have a problem just i don't understand why this is even a thing in cricket i think and i think is- to get get some help uh you know, a chief selector should like they're almost like a scout, right? They yeah, should maybe yeah. pick like a thirty-man group of people, something like that, and then you know the the captain and the coach get to take like fifteen, eighteen, twenty people from that on their tour that they go on, uh, something like that. Because you can't like if you're playing with the same eleven people, you don't know who's doing good and who's not, and who is up for selection. Like there has to be some outside factor that's watching everybody else. It's mm-hmm. not. Um, you know, it's not uh, so. Okay, the way I see it, we shouldn't have a chief selector, but we should have a selection committee that kind of gives their input on in Karachi. This who's doing this is who's doing well in KPK. These people are doing well. This that that you know all of that, and then you bring those people forward, yeah. and people get involved. I don't know if that's how. I mean, yeah, how you're, it is you're right just now. describing scouts, right? That's, that's yeah. You need, you need to have like one guy who's actually. I mean, like for how busy like head coaches and like select for head coaches and captains are they're not watching every minute of domestic cricket you need to have one guy whose job it is to watch all domestic cricket and actually pick the standout players not just go off numbers but bring in the eye test too so i think you do need like a chief selector um but he should work in conjunction with the head coach and the captain but i do feel like you do need like one person like making that final call and i think it has to be someone like outside of the actual jurisdiction of the national team like captain or uh or like the Team director, whatever you call it. You, yeah, I think and I mean, you know, North, North American sports do this, right? They have whole scouting staffs that that mm-hmm. go and you know, they, in some cases, like I know the you know, in hockey, the Toronto Maple Leafs go and scout people in Russia. They go scout people in Europe, Sweden, and these places, right? Everywhere. And, and sometimes they find a player that is that nobody has kind of uh, uh, been keeping an eye on, and they bring him in. They give him like an entry level contract, and 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 see what happens, right? This is, you know, this is international cricket, so it's a little bit different. You have your own domestic system. But, yeah, you know, you have, you should have people like those Thief Emil, we talked about it last time. This guy, does this guy watch any domestic cricket? What What is his credential for, what is he going to ba- select people based on? Um, so what's Thief so, Emil you know, again now? He's he's the interim chief selector, but I don't know. He might have been removed. I don't uh, because now I don't think Wahab Riaz is confirmed as chief selector. I've seen it on Twitter. A lot of people saying it. I haven't seen a PCB media release, and I was checking that before we started recording because I wanted to make sure. But a lot of people are saying he's going to be the chief selector, and so Ilton Weir is going to be a member of the selection committee. So uh, that's Yo, all we know right now. coming back. Mark my words. And Mushizat has had a lobby too. How does Sharon mute if you're trying to talk? No, I was just saying. You said oh, Emma Shazad came back. That means Omar Akmal is coming back too. And I feel like with all these, like with all these, like these, these exact people and like the selection committee and head coaching roles, you can make like 2012 Pakistan back. And like, Yo, who was it, Dan? I think it was you who sent us that video, right? Of Omar, Omar Akmal, uh, he was like training in a park. <laughs> yeah. Like in a red tracksuit, and he was he was talking about like how he wants to make a return and everything. <laughs> He's like doing push-ups and shit. Oh man, I said that to my brother and we couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's, I think what we came up with is the best approach. We're the smartest people um, in the world of cricket. I think the, the scouting and, and uh, you know, you have a scouting staff who should kind of pluck people from the domestic structure. Um, but I still think that uh, any, you know, you have a good sense of like which 18 players are going to be 
are you know lurking around being selected for the squad and i think it should be the captain of the coach who get together and do that the scouts job in this case we're talking about the selection committee i think their job should be to identify players in domestic and bring them up uh and and push them forward to be selected and then it should be the up to the coach and the captain to see whether that's something they want to do or not um that's how i would like to see it happen but it's never going to happen that way. I think so. I think that works, but then you also have to realize, like, I think these coaches and captains, they, like, they want the comfort of knowing who these players are. I don't think they'll yeah, ever make I the agree, hard call of yeah. dropping, like, a poor-performing player for, like, a good domestic one. They're always going to be like, oh, I back my guy. I think he's going to – next match, he's going to be back. I think you need, like, some that outside perspective. Be like, no, he's at his, he's yeah. had his chance. There's this guy waiting in the wings. Um, yeah. So, I think so yeah, and, and, and as you're describing – as you're explaining that, I think it makes sense to maybe even take the captain out of it. Yeah. Uh, and let him deal with the players that he has. Um, yeah, like let that. the coach do it. Let the coach do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the coach should be kind of the communication or the uh, the bridge between the captain and the selection. He should get together with the scouts and say, okay, what do we got here? Who can we bring up? That sort of stuff. But anyway, I think we're, um, none of that is ever going to happen. So it is what it is. Anything else you guys want to mention about Wahab Riyadh as chief selector? I just want to mention one thing. This guy is still playing PSL. <laughs> so that I, that seems so weird to me that a, that a player who is actively playing your premier T20 league is going to be chief selector for your national team. And um, he's, he's also gonna, the he's sports gonna, minister he's gonna, oh, sorry, I'm, No, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna, saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm still saying like when he's like going into bowl, he's going to be, he's going to be telling the batsman like, you better get out if you ever want to have a chance of being selected. He's going to select himself, man. That's what's going to yeah. happen. He's going to select himself in the Australia tour so he can bowl to Shane Watson again. He's going to make them pick Shane Watson so he can make repeat that spell them. again. Uh, he made World a whole Cup. career off that one spell, man. Talk about how overrated that spell is. It was so overrated, man. Thank you. I don't like... What is the big deal about that spell? I, okay, it, it was a good spell. I'll give you that. But like, Zan, are you still there, man? Okay. He bowled like five bouncers and didn't and took like zero wickets. Like, great. I mean, he did have that catch drop, right? Or Hatali fucking dropped that catch. But yeah, but that, that I mean, spell like, is like... Uh, it was a fiery a, it was spell. only to Shane Watson. It was a fiery spell. But like, he only troubled Shane Watson. Steve Smith was playing him very easily. And the other... He didn't get any wickets. That, you know... He did get one wicket actually. Yo, Zilfikar right? Babur dropped him, man. Dropped Shane Watto. Rahat Ali. Rahat Not Zilfikar Babur, man. It was Rahat Ali. I like Zilfikar. But he got that wicket of Michael Clark at uh, at uh, short leg, right? And that was a good wicket. He like he did he did scare them a little bit, man. He was he was. But I think that I think we hyped that spell up too much. It didn't like it oh, didn't change anything he, in the game. He had that spell in England uh, against England in the UAE where he bowled like. 18 overs in a row. I rate that a thousand times higher than yeah. whatever he did against yeah. Australia. Well, you know, I think World Cup and like the occasion and everything that also set quarterfinal. Fucking test match in Dubai. If I, you know, yeah. nobody watching, that's a different, that's a different thing, right? You, I mean, I no, no, I mean, nobody in the stands. Nobody in the stands. Oh, that's true. Uh, those that's test matches good. are like empty stands, right? Like nobody yeah. watches them. The free tickets and nobody shows up. Um, yeah, that's that's everything that's happened in Pakistan cricket uh, in the last like fucking two days. All this was happening, um, the captaincy announcement and all that, all that stuff was happening during the India New Zealand semifinal, which is probably a good PR move by PCB because they kind of just went under the radar a little bit uh, while that game was going on, uh, at least from like neutral media and that sort of stuff. Pakistan people were still 
really active talking about this uh, while the game was going on. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the one thing I want to... I forgot to mention this when we were first talking about it. Um, Captain C and announcements made by PCB and how awfully it was done. They first tweeted that Shaheen would be white ball captain, which implies that he would be the ODI captain too. Mm-hmm. And then like five minutes later, they deleted the tweet and reposted it. And now it's said that he was a T20 captain only. So as of now, there's no ODI captain. We know that Pakistan's not playing any ODI cricket uh, for a while, at least a year. Uh, but uh, yeah, maybe that'll be Rizwan. Uh, who knows uh, what that's going to look like. But yeah, that, another another uh, example of PCB just having no having no skills in PR and uh, how to manage situations like this. Uh, they're just completely like incompetent. No skills, period. And, yeah, and, and, and don't know what to do. So, yeah. You guys want to talk about some other stuff? You guys want to talk about the games, the two semifinals, quickly? Yo, you guys continue. Sorry, I got to run today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was okay. going to say take your time. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thanks, guys. Great, great pod. Right. Looking forward to what's going to happen. And uh, we'll have Riaz for Prime Minister. I'm going to cut this out because we don't want to lose our listeners saying bye to you. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right. See ya. Yeah. Um, Bro, you know what yeah. I hate about Zan, man? <laughs> his opinions are trash, right? Yeah. Um, oh, man. I would never say this to his face, but he's an awesome person. Yeah. yeah. He's. he's... <laughs> All, All right. Let's talk about. You, you guys want to. You, you guys. You want to talk about quickly the India New Zealand game? Yeah, First, let's do it. Then um, let's, let's quickly recap these games. Um, yeah whatever we remember from them. Honestly, I was really, when this India-New Zealand game was going on, I was mostly focused on what was happening in Pakistan cricket. Twitter was kind of ablaze with all this information that we just talked about. So uh, not a lot going on. Um, The interesting thing for me in this match was what happened before the game, which was uh, the the pitch scenario, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'll explain what happened. Uh, India got the pitch. Well, I shouldn't say India got the pitch switched, but... um, the accusation is that India got the pitch switched for the semifinal against New Zealand. Um, so, you know, uh, the way this is supposed to work is that ICC and the host nation and the venue cur- curators have an agreement that um, knockout stage matches are supposed to be held on fresh pitches. And what that means is that they're not supposed to be on pitches that have already been used in the tournament. Um so it was supposed to be a fresh pitch. They have numbered pitches on any given uh, venue. And so they were supposed to use one that was not used previously. They ended up changing it last minute to one that had already been used twice um, in the tournament before, which obviously is a makes it you know drier. There's footmarks on it already from before. Um, and that makes it helpful for spinners. And we know that India has good spinners. So Lawrence Booth, I think his name is from the Daily Mail. Mm-hmm. He, uh, that's his name, right? Lawrence Booth, yeah. He, yeah, he, author, yep. yeah, he put out a report before the match begun um, that this happened and that the ICC curator, I forgot his name is, but his name was in the article. Um, he was not happy with the situation and, and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, that's what that is. Give me your thoughts on that, Haris. I, I, for me, this is like... You know, Typical kind of BCCI, right? This kind of shit happens. I was telling mm-hmm. you guys, and I was recalling the test series earlier in India this year uh, against Australia, where uh, something similar happened, where they had <laughs> they had a pitch prepared at one of the test matches, which was kind of designed specifically to target uh, Australia's left-handers. They had like four or five left-handers in their top order, and it was 
It had patchy grass in some areas, which was kind of, uh, uh, again, designed specifically to give them trouble. And it was dry in certain areas to, um, to do that. Typically, that's not what pitches are, you know, if, if it's grass, it's going to have grass all over. If it's going to be dry, it's going to be dry all over. And at the time, I remember Fox Sports uh, writing a, an article about that, and and it was kind of a big story. And then, you know, this kind of stuff happens, and then it just kind of dies out. Uh, the noise fizzles out after the game's done, and, and that's that, right? But I do think there is something here. I think there is a growing perception that uh, ICC is kind of just an extension of BCCI, um, and and that's you know people are starting to notice people journalists now from australia england other nations it's not just you know when when any pakistani says it any pakistani media or fan says it it's like oh you guys are just salty um mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff right but now i think other other nations and other countries are starting to notice it um yeah give me your thoughts on this stuff i i spoke a lot there no i was saying we might as well just call it like the bcci world cup cricket world cup instead of icc uh, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks because you know, like, India is far away, like, heavy favorites with the World Cup, even before all this. Um, I don't have an issue with, like, you know, whatever, the pitch is slow, pitch is fast, pitch is bouncy, or, like, whatever, unsafe. The issue is the BCCI just kind of stepping in and unilaterally making this decision uh, over the ICC and their head curator, like, the guy in charge of creating the pitches, um, even saying, oh, the pitch that I know I des- designated for the semifinal, it's, that's not the one being used. It just unilaterally decided to use the one that's been uh, used for two games. So I'm not upset that, you know, um, you know the pitch was off because, you know, nine times out of ten, any pitch in the old one. The issue is the BCCI stepping in and kind of making this decision. And I was, I don't know, I sent you that link to like the Pak Passion thread, and I was like going ham on people because India's like, that, there were a lot of fans there. I don't want to generalize, but there were some fans there of a certain nation. They were talking about how England did the same thing if against them in the um, in 2019 World Cup. There's a lot of like, what about ism? Like, you know, what about England? They did that one time. People weren't complaining when they played on use pitch and uh, Champions Trophy. Or I just want to mention on that yeah. uh, the England thing. I saw a lot of tweets from Indian people on Twitter where they were like, "Oh, look at this uh, green pitch that England gave to Sri Lanka, uh, an Asian team in the 2019 World Cup." And I'm like, and they were playing uh, not England in that in that uh, in that game. Mm-hmm. The, the, it was a picture that everybody was posting, and I'm like, "You're comparing this game, which was a group stage match in 2019, Sri Lanka versus whoever. I don't even remember who it was, honestly. I think." Muted. Is it better? What was the last thing you heard? Shit. Uh, no, you just you. I heard most of it, like against someone. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So they, yeah, you know, Sri Lanka was playing New Zealand in a group stage match uh, in the 2019 World Cup, so the host nation wasn't involved. That's mm-hmm. that's one huge difference right there. And then the other thing is like, uh, you know, that pitch is like, you know, it is what it is. They they. All the pitches were kind of like that, right? And by the end, I think actually I don't know if they were. I shouldn't say that, but um, that's a totally different scenario. Like this is this is yeah, this, this, in this case, you have the host nation. They're playing a semifinal, and they're making a decision, like you said. The BCCI is making a decision, saying uh, we're going to use this pitch instead of this pitch. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, I think India was probably going to win that game anyways. But there's a very uh, funny and like. Um, interesting uh, perception of like them being frightened to lose. Yeah, man. Um, 
and because they were probably going to win anyways. Why do you need to pull this shit to give yourself an advantage that you probably don't even need? And people are on on and again, people exactly. on Twitter are like, uh, you know, oh, Satner is a good spinner. This would benefit him too. And I'm like, yeah, it would. But why do that anyway? Why? Why? The question is, mm-hmm. why do this? If 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 none of it matters, yeah. why is it happening? If there is a rule set in the place, part, the beginning, oh, yeah. Tor- go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm saying like the worst part was like, you know, according to like the head Gus Atkinson, like the guy in charge of pitches, like this was made like last minute without proper protocol or and the reason he was given, he didn't agree with. So, you know, if they went through the motions and like, oh, this pitch has this problem with it and like the and the guy in charge is like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I guess we'll play in the other pitch. The fact that they tried to like it looks like they kept this under wraps as much as they could is very, very suspicious. And like it's manning, like you said, like you can't bring this up. Because there's a lot of like what about is and they're like and I was talking like there was one comment they're like oh if India was gonna win anyway then there's no issue I'm like that's that's not how that's not how the work how this works and they kept saying like there's no official statement it's all just hearsay and I'm like this is the official the official guy in charge saying that you we need there needs to be an actual question of whether or not you know for the first time is there actual favoritism by the hosts uh, in the World Cup which I mean just totally like sours a whole. Um, like the whole feeling, especially if India wins a World Cup, um, people are gonna forget about it in like a couple months because you know, credit India, they played fantastic cricket throughout. They really won defeated, but um, it just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I, I think we're saying yeah, it's just so weird. Like again, they don't they don't need to pull this shit, right? They they're undefeated mm-hmm. throughout the tournament. They're they're gonna win the final like. Actually, if any team can give them trouble, I think in a final it would be Australia, and we'll get to their semifinal in a bit. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they like they they would have won. Um, you know, it was it was a one sided game. It, it, you know, I don't know what was it uh, three ninety eight. I think was what they scored. Um, am I correct? Yeah, they, they put up they put up three ninety seven, and then New Zealand like scratched their way to like three twenty seven. Yeah, um, I, I, I will say that. that at one point when Daryl Mitchell and Kane Williamson were batting, it looked like they might get close. Oh, but I, I, I was I had praying there would be another Glenn Maxwell double century yeah. comeback for the. But those those things are really rare, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. that, it's very tough to do those things against the host in their in their barn and kind of you know very very difficult to pull those uh, kind of winning. Um, Innings mm-hmm. off. Cody scores his fiftieth ODI century world record. Congratulations. Um, to him, yeah, I don't know what else we can say there. Um, yeah, pretty comprehensive uh, win. Uh, just yeah, um, mm-hmm. I have a note here in my uh, for this game. The last bullet point I have is fuck India and BCCI. So, I mean, enjoy the <laughs> enjoy your victory um, against Australia on on Sunday. Um, uh-huh, for real. Yeah, Australia South Africa. Let's quickly go through this game too. This that was watched- a great game. Good Great. game, right? I prefer um, these low-scoring thrillers over like so much fun. Sorry, these games are so much fun. Yeah, like um, I prefer these low-scoring games over like the highest-scoring 450, yeah. 700 cumulative scores any day, any day. Greatly run yep. down to the wire. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, low-scoring games are always fun. Like my memories of low-scoring games are like you know Pakistan scoring like one eighty. Um, oh. back in the day and then somehow clawing yeah. to a win with Simakram and Rogarian was pull pull some shit together. Um and that sort of stuff. Those those like Sharjah and the Way games, like when we used to play like a tri series against India and Sri Lanka or whoever it was, South Africa. 
Um, those are some good memories, man. Low-scoring games where like our bowling would just get us there and that sort of stuff. But yeah, this is kind of the sim, kind of a similar thing, right? Uh, so that mm-hmm. we scored two thirteen. I didn't watch any of their batting. Um, oh, I went down when the second inning was starting. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but I I think they were like uh, four for like twenty four or something, right? Yeah, um, they were four like for twenty four. I mean, like, and that's the thing when South Africa chose to bat first, you know, everyone's in in their minds thinking, all right. Another 380, 390, 400 something score. And then they just credit to Australia's bowling, man. Stark did great. Hazelwood like ripped through that top order. And then the absolute mind blowing thing is like Travis Head coming in for like his very first over, taking like two wickets. And it was like all happening. Like this is like yeah. peak Australia. I think we were talking about the, the first batting innings? No, just the tail end of it. Um, I saw David okay. Miller a little bit. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, we were talking earlier, you know, Australia lost their first couple of matches. We're like, all right. Australia is done, and then you can never really count out the Aussies, man. Yeah, and I feel like when they lose a couple of times, they get they get they take that to heart, and they they come back stronger. And they, they're they're I think, yeah. I think Australia is what all Pakistan fans think like Pakistan is like. You know, they lose a couple of games, but they're going to bounce back this time. No, I think yeah, that's Australia yeah. every day of the week. Far from it, far from it. Oh, um, but yeah, you know, uh, like Australia. Um, I was I was thinking of saying something while you were talking there, and I forgot the point that I was going to make. But yeah, I think they're you know they they kind of scratched their way to a win today. South Africa, yeah. I was going to ask you. I remember now. I was going to ask you if you consider this to be a choke by South Africa. Definitely not. Definitely not. Choke is choke is we're like in a winnable position, like Afghanistan choked. A choke is like a strong. I think South Africa just like lost pretty badly, uh, pretty like closely. Must have sucked. I don't think it was a choke. I hate seeing that because, like, you know, they have the chokers tag. I don't think they choked in this World Cup at all. Um, yeah, definitely not choke. They they were in it to the last match and last. Um, they might have collapsed. Collapse might have been the right word, especially early on. I wouldn't use the word choke, considering it was pretty good captaincy and like good management to have the game that close. Especially considering Australia put up like sixty runs inside six overs. Um, so to pull the game back that much is absolute opposite. I think it's a t- tough loss. I wouldn't call it that. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I guess you could argue it both ways. Like if you if you look at it from a, like you said, you know, they've been putting up 380, 400 batting first throughout this tournament. And the one time where they needed a score like that, they kind of crumbled. So I guess if you look at it that way from a, from a tournament perspective, that is a bit of a choke. But I don't, like you said, I don't think this is a choke. A choke would be like you score 400 and then get they chase that down or like, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, I think people use the choke term choke a little bit too loosely, but... Um, <laughs> you have to be in like a winnable position. and I Exactly. Think, oh, they I'm were never in a winning position, position in that yeah, game. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, uh, uh, South Africa, like, I really was rooting for them to to get to the final at least to so see what they could do. But, I, oh, I you yeah. know, I also think that Australia and India is the final that we want to see. I think it's, it's probably the two best teams in the tournament uh, coming in. Although Australia were kind of out of form coming in, but uh, they're kind of they're clutch in these big tournaments, right? They're they're there to play they and up. they're there to win. They always turn up. Um, so yeah, South Africa, um, you tried again and you failed. You guys suck. <laughs> um, no man, I, I like I like I like the Sapphires, man. They have a special place in my heart. I like them. Did um, you see Imran one- here was there too? Uh, yeah, he yeah, he was watching from behind the, the side screen, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he looked kind of sad uh, when there were like 10 runs left or something. Um, but yeah, oh, let me ask you something about the last mm-hmm. question about this game. Uh, I tweeted about this. Um, 
when South Africa was bowling today. Um, he brought on uh, Temba Bavuma, Temba Big Booty Bavuma. He brought on Keshav Maharaj, I think, a bit too late. Um, uh, he was bowling with his pacers, and um, Travis Head was going insane. Um, and uh, Aiden Markroom came in, and he bowled. He got a wicket, I think, in his first over, and then first which ball. was a wicket maiden. First ball. There you go. Yeah. And he got a he had a wicket maiden, right? First over. I think so. And then yeah. in it, he bowled two overs, and then he kept persisting with Robata. I think on the on the other end, and then he gave um, uh, Kotsa one over two, right? Um, or a couple of I don't know how many it was, but I was thinking at that time that he was taking too long to bring yeah. on his strike spin bowler, uh, either Shamsi or Keshav Maharaj. And I was thinking about like we shit on Bauer for this all the time, and I wonder if South African fans are feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just. Wanted to bring that up in the sense of like it's not just Bobber, you know. We need to we need yeah. to this this is a learning curve for a lot of captains, I think. Um, and like I said, you know, uh, we've talked about about you know he's been captain for four years. He would have learned and grown from this from these experiences. I hope um, he's never going to get that chance now. But um, it's not just. I don't want to make it sound like I'm defending Bauer because Temba was also shit today as captain. Yeah. No, I, I, but, I was actually kind of a fan of his captaincy. I mean, I like, you keep going. No, no. That, so that, that was one decision that I was looking at in a microcosm yeah. of like, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about these kinds of defensive, uh, you know, saving over strategy a lot with Bauer and Pakistan captains. But he kind of did the same thing today. I think by the time he brought them on, it was a bit too late. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the score was like he had. I think uh, Coates's first over went for fifteen runs, three it boundaries did, yeah. or something like that. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. and he, I think he brought him on right, maybe right after that, or he gave him one more over, maybe I don't remember. But or the uh, Marco um, Jansen, you think you're thinking of? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. All I remember is that uh, a few overs went by, and I was thinking, why isn't Maharaj bowling? And then Maharaj came in, and he he bowled. Um, he got a wicket on his first okay. ball as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there you go. I mean, give me your thoughts on that. I I, I think uh, yeah, something we're talking um, about there for sure in terms of captaincy. I yeah, I think the one big stain on this was bringing on your spinners too late. I I mean, but I don't blame him exactly for you know persisting with your fast bowlers, especially when you have like Kigi Sarubada and like one fifty Joe Kotsi. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like near the tail end when things got tense, like constantly switching up your bowlers and like bring in like multiple slips and like like leg slip and like packing the infield and like constantly on like the on like the fly and making these changes i actually really like that um so i think the, the yeah, yeah the field placings were definitely yeah. good he had leg slips yeah, and that like, was great. at one point he had a silly point and two slips and i was like yeah that's that, like that, test that, match it really. was like a test match uh, man that was yeah, great yeah really good only really has like a hint of like test flavor to it are the best man yeah um, um, especially when it's like turning like turning square off the pitch um, even like yeah. Aiden Marker, like part timer, was getting like absolutely immense turn. There was like the drop catch. Um, couldn't it call like like couldn't take a tough one. That could have been like Four the absolute drop catches range. today. Um, yeah, with South Africa, mm-hmm. that that's and yep. being a very important um, figure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's move on. Uh, forget this game, man. Uh, Pakistan's not in it. Who cares? India Australia final. Who you got, man? Rooting for Australia. Uh, mine says. India, you in a not a, it'll be a comfortable win um, for India. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a comfortable win too. I think it, it won't be like a win. dominating win like they did against New um, Zealand. But I think if India bats first, you know they win by what, 80, 90 runs, seventy. Yeah, whatever. in that in that article mm-hmm. with the pitch thing, they were also saying mm-hmm. that 
they're going to do the same thing for Ahmedabad in the final. So let's see if oh, that happens. Sure. Um, for sure. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if that ends up being... And you can't complain about it, otherwise you're racist against Indians. <laughs> mm. uh, the one thing, while you were talking, uh, you were saying that um, the reason that they gave the ICC pitch curator was... Uh, what was the reason? They didn't uh, give know? a reason, but like the, the article says like the reason given to Gus was not one he shared. Like that, he hear. didn't okay. agree with that opinion, which is like, you know, red flags. Um, right. Especially since this is the guy who's been well, why doing wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he just, uh, the, that ITC dude, why wouldn't he just tell us the reason? And so we can, you know, make a judgment on like whether that's a sufficient reason or not. Because the ICC is <laughs> in on it. BCCI equals ICC <laughs> equals Big 3 equals Pig 3. Pig 3. I love that Pig 3 thing, man. Pig 3. Have you seen that little like comment of like uh, yeah. about the whole springs in his bed? Yeah, man. But I mean, like, obviously, I don't want to go all conspiracy theory because I always try to stay away from that. But it is in the ICC's financial interests that India wins this world cup like it's like, yeah i mean it's right. dude it's very obvious what's what happens when these things happen man like Definitely. you know I, yeah i don't want to harp on this too much but we know something is happening there for sure uh this pitch mm-hmm. thing is like at least be a bit more discreet about it right like exactly know, man like um and you don't need it like we talked about like you're probably gonna win anyways the, i think mm-hmm. the thing is that they're so afraid of losing and they're Especially after going unbeaten, <laughs> if you oh, lose the semifinal, India, 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 you know, they're mm-hmm. they're not gonna have a good time going back home. So I think that's what it is. Just like I said, just the fear of like losing, uh, and they're trying to do everything they can to mitigate that. And I just All know right. if the shoe was on the other foot and it was like Pakistan meddling in these in like the pitch, bro, the calls for Pakistan to be expelled from the ICC would be everywhere, man. It would be called like IC, like they would make up some like random nickname for Bob or like what's that? I couldn't think of yeah. it in my head, but they would be everywhere, man. The, the double yeah. standard is like what's really maddening. With that, we should mention that Sri Lanka cricket has been re- <laughs> removed from the ICC uh, for that's government good. interference. And that's the funniest thing to me because. Government interference, Pakistan should be out with them. Oh, yeah. uh, and India should also be out with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really funny to me. Arjun Ranatunga, 1996 World Cup winning captain, has, has <laughs> blames Jay Shah. He said that uh, he's the one who's actually running Sri Lankan cricket and he has a lot of influence on it. So make of that what you will. That adds another kind <laughs> of uh, not a good look to the BCCI, him coming out and saying that. He was very vocal about the whole uh, reserve day thing in the Asia Cup when that happened. Um, and and yeah, I mean, Sri Lanka cricket, I don't know what that does really, uh, revoking their membership from the ICC. I don't know what that does. I think I, don't know I, what... I read an article that it's like more or less like a warning because like the next round of funding goes out like January, February. So they just have to get it together until then. Um, okay. <laughs> so I heard it's like not like a super serious thing, but like it is like you know, get your get it together. Otherwise, you know, there's gonna be real consequences. It's yeah. not a good thing that's happening in Sri Lanka. Do you want to talk about the <laughs> the Abdul Razak thing? I don't know if you saw this, the video of him uh... <laughs> talking about what's her face. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, bro. These these <laughs> Pakistani former like players are gonna do anything to stay in the spotlight. Like, they're gonna make up the most random things. Like yeah, Abdul so Razak. Like, go, uh, yeah, go out the win peacefully, and people remember you for your South Africa knock. Now, if you go yeah. up the Razak, the things was gonna come up. Yeah, a long-standing tradition of Pakistan cricket, uh, ex-cricketers, mm-hmm. right? Um, just mm-hmm. making stupid remarks. Um, I won't even 
say what he said, but he was talking. He was sitting in a panel uh, with uh, all the some of the players from the 2009 T20 World Cup squad. Uh, Shahid Afridi was there. Abdurazak was there. Yunus Khan was there. Omar Gul was there. Um, and he, like, I want to actually talk a little bit about him saying uh, or accusing Babur of not having uh, the team's best interest in heart. He said, and he gave the example of uh, Yunus Khan as somebody who was his captain in 2009, who had gr- great niyat, apparently. Um, and then he made the sexist comment about Ashwarya Rai right after. Um I don't know how he would know this. This guy, like, again, like, these guys, I don't understand how um, they think this is going to be anything positive for Pakistan cricket. It's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just trying to make yourself relevant. And this guy failed miserably and just had to apologize the next day for his uh, for his comment about Ashwarya Rai there. But the the funny thing I want to mention about this is Omar Gul and Shahid Afridi smiling right next to him when he said that. Uh, I'm talking about the sexist thing, um, mm-hmm. and then Shahid Afridi the next day was like, "Oh, mujhe to, I didn't, I don't understand, I didn't understand what he said." And Abdul Razak oh, should right. apologize. And I'm like, uh-huh. Afridi, you're fucking chutia too, right? Like, yeah, man. This guy, this guy was visibly smiling when he said that, and Omar mm-hmm. Gul too. And going back to Omar Gul being the coach of this bowling coach of this team now, you know, this is now the second shenanigan he's had mm-hmm. uh, after you know the Shadab concussion thing and all that. Again, what do you like? How do you expect these guys to perform when all this shit is like constant? It's just a constant cycle right, of they like. They can't expect all this like, to help. Like, yeah. Um, they're doing this in yeah, the uh, worst part. They're like doing this on purpose too. Like they know what they're doing. Like yeah. they know it's going to spew hatred and like cause a ruckus, which is going to like spread. Yeah. And leading mm-hmm. into. <laughs> Leading into the next topic, which is kind of tied to the idea of toxicity and just being a dumb idiot. Uh, I don't know if you saw this video of Inzabamul Haq uh, giving like an Islamic lecture. <laughs> I heard about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was giving an Islamic lecture and he was talking about his playing days and like how uh, he, Muslim cricketers would go out, you know, he would go out to pray with, you know, for whatever prayer it was and then he would uh, you know invite the Indian Muslim cricketers Saheed mm-hmm. Khan and like Mohammed Kaif and these guys to come pray with him and then he said that Harbhajan Singh would uh, sometimes come with them and then he would listen to the khutbah from the imam and then he was like uh, oh he, he was like oh he he told me that he 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 wanted to believe what the imam was saying and mm-hmm. he just was very close to converting that's what he said right and this video was on Twitter and then Harbhajan Singh replied to this and he was like I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very devoted Sikh, and uh, this never happened. So, like, uh-huh. I don't like, I don't understand this. Like, even if he's telling the truth, you don't need to come out and say that. Like, right? You know, uh, you know you're, I mean, like, you're you putting light on something that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't know. I what mean, else cricket is cricket. You don't bring don't bring in politics or religion into your. Um, don't do that one on the cricket field. Like, yeah, I will say that this whole tablighi thing has been a big problem in Pakistan for a long time. Oh, and the mom, when he was captain, this was a big issue. Uh, Muhammad Yusuf and these guys, um, you know, it's it's been an issue for for some time. Yeah, I don't um, doubt like Danish Canaria face like actual discrimination from the team. That pr- like almost definitely. definitely Although Danish Canaria, like uh, you got to take everything he says with a grain of salt too. I think he's using a lot of this. Um, when the whole Rizwan thing happened in the World Cup, the praying thing, and then the whole Gaza tweet thing, mm-hmm. he started using that. He went on a couple of Indian news channels and he gave interviews where he was like, um, yeah, uh, I don't want to get too much into that, but 
Um, I think he is using that a little bit to his advantage too. But I, I have no doubt that he faced um, oh, 100%. discrimination in the Pakistan team. And I also don't have doubts that he there would there you know there there would have been pressure for him to like convert and stuff like that. Um, for sure, we know we know that that's been a problem for Pakistan cricket in the past. So. You know, think back to like Ahmed Shahzad's discussion with Dilshan, which is a famous clip, right? And all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I don't want to get too much into this stuff. Pakistan cricket has always had these kind of problems off the field uh, and they're going to continue, I think. Um, but here's hoping that, you know, Sean Massoud can <laughs> can fix some of this. And I mean, if, if we can't have Steve Jones, ethics can if maybe... we can't have Steve Jones, I think Sean Massoud is the next best thing. You know, a guy who can like speak English yeah. and like is educated. Um yeah. All right, last topic for the day. I think we're getting tired yep. now. Um, actually, last two. I want to talk about two. two okay, more. go for it. Um, Karachi Kings uh, post tweeted a poster of their twenty twenty. They won in twenty twenty, right? The PSL. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they 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 were kind of like reliving that, and they posted a, a poster with like all the players, and they said, you know, reliving the memories of twenty twenty when we won the PSL title. And Imal Basim and Mohammad Amr were like front and center on that poster and Babar Azam was like a very small like Babar Azam at the bottom there giving somebody a high five and everybody got mad about this um so in the in the in the intro of the show I said that Karachi Kings hate Babar Azam I think that's there is a there is an element of like lobbying uh and we keep bringing mm-hmm. up things like this in Pakistan cricket this this is this is an issue uh, Karachi Kings and Lahore Kalandars these these teams have lobbies against certain players and for certain players um and so yeah I just wanted to mention that I don't know if you have any thoughts on it have you um <laughs> have you heard of Hanlon's Razor it's, uh, <laughs> sorry no it's a saying it's a saying that I like uh, applied a lot of things it's like never attribute to malice that can be adequately explained by incompetence so I honestly think it's very, very likely like the social media guy for Karachi Kings like totally forgot like to mention like Barbarazam because really? I mean like he so? was, I don't think so I don't think I so. mean like Barbarazam was like the man of the match you don't I mean you can't like intentionally like leave him out because uh, like he was the player of the tournament very, too he was yeah I mean but it's like knowing Pakistan and like the media and like people running it. It's it's just very likely that he's messed up, and they did like try to like try to like back that like uh, like go back on it, like uh, include him with some other photos too, didn't they? So I mean, like I mean, what you say definitely makes sense too. I mean, there's I mean, like no doubt, there's definitely like teams lobbying for their own players, and they'll do it any way they can. Um, but I, I for Pakistan, like just in my general fandom, I carry that saying around with me. Um, I don't yeah, think anyone, no, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, uh, but you know, Imad Basim and Mohammad Ahmed have had a lobby against Babur for some time now, right? So that that well, also plays a part Imad of Basim, it. Man, I like him. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, I, like I don't like him. Should have been, the, should have been the one day team. And, and maybe he Cup. wouldn't have turned this toxic if he wasn't dropped, right? But huh. um, again, like you know, we talked about like this guy doesn't want to. We, we oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> unfairly dropped unfairly yeah sure sure but yeah, yeah. i you know i'm always of the thought process that it 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 shows a lot of your character when what, how you kind of deal with those situations right you yeah, look at somebody definitely. like iftikhar ahmed this guy i was reading a tweet today this guy is already playing uh pakistan cup going back home he uh the team landed back on the 13th and today the 16th and he was playing a game today for i think peshawar um so that you know and Imad Wasim decided to do TV gigs and play a T10 league 
um, rather than play domestic cricket. So, in my um, defense, in my defense, I mean, not in his my defense. defense, in his defense, counterpoint, domestic cricket has never been criteria for selection. Um, yeah, but you got to start somewhere, right? Like you can. I mean, like the, like, I mean, like these T Twenty leagues, these T Ten leagues. That's what a good performances there is what's going to get Mod Seam back. Um, like looking looking at the last like few run scorers and wicket takers in the One Day Cup, like hardly any of them ever get selected. And the fact that people were clamoring for Muhammad Amir and like Sam Ayub in the One Day Squad, it wasn't because they did good in the One Day Cup. It was because they were doing well in CPL and Lincoln Premier League. So I don't blame Imad Seam for not playing one day cup because it's honestly like that's not like i mean it sucks but it's not like the barometer for being selected like no one really like the selection committee doesn't that, care yeah, if you do that, that's a fair up. point but that's my, I, that's think, my kind of I think point. where, I where we're getting at is like it's a it's a systemic thing right oh, this domestic should be the criteria mm-hmm. and if people aren't being picked from there then you know you, you got to fix all of it you know, you can't, exactly. uh, like you're saying, if Imad doesn't want to play uh, domestic cricket and he thinks that some other thing is going to get him selected, sure. But you also can't be better on TV, right? It's it's a whole, mm-hmm. like, it's a whole uh, uh, collection of issues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, that's what happened with Karachi Kings and their Twitter <laughs> Twitter account. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, this is really funny. Uh, France Cricket Association this is old news now. I wanted to talk about this in the last episode, but I forgot to bring it up. <laughs> France Cricket Association uh, have been accused, and ESPN Cricket Info has written an article about this. Um, they've been accused of faking game scorecards for their women's team uh, and just submitting them and making them up um, to secure funding for their for their cricket program. Um <laughs> Which is really funny because, uh, you know, we talk about corruption in cricket. This is like, this is just stupidity to a new level. Like They just made them mm-hmm. up and submitted them to ICC and the games never happened for their women's team. I mean, like, you got to wonder. these guys out of Come on. No, no, no. I mean, like, you got to wonder. Like, the efforts they went to, like, fake these, fake this, it probably took less effort than actually staging some, like, women's matches. Like, yeah. You got a question like where they're coming from, why they would even like like do this. And I was I'm looking at like an article well, now. I mean, there, like, there, ha- there is cost associated with hosting matches or like conducting oh, yeah. matches, right? So it, it doesn't, sure. you know, <laughs> they were probably just like, yeah, the SE bus like bej though. They're not gonna who's uh-huh. gonna come watch the French women's cricket team, right? Nobody's coming to uh-huh. figure out if it's happening or not. And they got caught. I don't know how they got caught, but they got caught. It's funny, um, I'm, I'm looking at the article right now and like the one of the chairmen on the board. Um, she went to the ground where matches were supposed to be taking place, and she found like people having picnics and kids cycling. And then, like the day after, <laughs> she would find the results online. <laughs> like that's not what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, like imagine uh-huh. going to like check out a game, and there's like just people having fun in a park, and nothing's going mm-hmm. on. And then you see the next day, it's like somebody scored, you know, an unbeaten hundred. <laughs> you were there. It happened, man. It definitely happened. It definitely happened. <laughs> We have the scorecard. At that it. point, you can make up anything, right? If you're like, uh-huh. uh, you can just request, like, "Hey, can I get an eighty not out in this uh, <laughs> in this innings? No problem." Yeah. Start charging people for that. And uh-huh. where, where it's does like the ridiculous lines they went to? Yeah, but French Cricket Association, get your act together, man. If you want to be a mm-hmm. full member of the ICC, if you want to get test status, don't fuck around. Fix your shit. <laughs> I saw, um, I saw like a Reddit post, like long, like years ago, where it's like. 
it would have been so cool and it could have happened if France was like another like test playing nation like came up with England. Like they were playing cricket for a while. Like I think the last time we talked about the Olympics, like France won like the, the gold medal in um no gold well they were in the Olympics playing like cricket. And like you just, if you think about it, if France as a test playing nation like makes a lot of sense. Um, like it, it just seems like a really idealistically image, you know, you're going to tour France and, you know, taking pictures of the Eiffel Tower and like, like imagining how, like what the pitches would look like there. I mean, it just, it just kind of makes sense, but I, I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're not, so who cares? Not, you know, <laughs> and good, they're faking scorecards to, to try to get there. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, man, that's all I got in my, in my, uh, notes here. Anything else you want to bring up? That's all I got. I think covered a lot of stuff today yeah yeah lots of stuff uh we've we've gone through uh let's hope that next tour is going to be a good one to australia let's hope the final is going to be a good one uh india v australia good final need a good final a close final i don't want another blowout there haven't been a lot of close games in this world cup right Uh, South Africa. today's game comes to mind but that's really it in terms of uh, uh, australia uh, afghanistan the glenn maxwell one that was all right oh yeah that that thriller i mean that's yeah, I, I'll count that. Yeah. Um, although mm-hmm. it looked, you know, in the middle of that inning, Maxwell innings, I was like, Afghanistan is not going to win this. Um, oh, yeah. The They're way he was playing, I was like, he's not he's not going to miss a single delivery now. Mm-hmm. He's like just standing there and extending his That's arms. Something special. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening to us. Um, we'll be back after the final on Sunday, I think. Uh, and if... Uh, if all these Pakistan appointments for captaincy, coach, team director, bowling coach, and all these things are still intact by then, if they haven't been changed in four days, then maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we'll be, be back after the final. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Shot Yar podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at shot underscore yar, and follow us on TikTok at shot yar and YouTube at shot yar, and visit us at. Uh, shotyard.com now that the world cup is over i think we're going to be putting out some written content uh we've just been you know busy with the podcast and everything and i think we're going to be doing some more analysis and and um some editorials on the website so mm. do look out for that if you're maybe a couple of surprise guests too maybe a couple of surprise guests we've got something in the works i think maybe. uh and in, in the next month or so uh some very some very famous people we have uh, who really want to be on mm. our show and uh we're gonna charge them to be a guest on our show. Bro, we could get we could get Safraz Emma's cousin <laughs> to appear on the pod. Yeah, he's already he, he's already on the pod. Uh, Spoiler: his, his name is Hades. Yep. <laughs> All right, yeah, they're not first cousins. Relax, Hades. You're like third cousins, right? Second cousins. <sighs> Who knows, man? I think we're third cousins. But, you know, if we have a if you know if we have a wedding in the family now, now that you know. Now that you're a part of the Shot Yard family, I, you know, mm-hmm. if when my son gets married, I'm expecting Sir Faraz Emma to be present at the wedding because if I, I want to invite you and then. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Not just Sir Faraz Emma. I'm going to invite you and your plus one should be Sir Faraz Emma. My plus one should be Sir Faraz Emma. Okay, I think if I can make if, that happen. Even if you're married by then, you're supposed mm-hmm. to bring Sir Faraz Emma. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. I'll keep I just want to be safe by you once in my life. I'll try my best. <laughs> I'll be like, this is the guy who talks crap about you. Yeah, yeah. Like, actually, yeah, maybe don't invite him. If he doesn't listen to our podcast. He's he's uh, like, oh, but he can't understand English, right? Hannes? 
I never insinuated that. I just said it doesn't make sense. Or I'm not going back into it. I never. But the shoe is on the other foot. Hadis doesn't like it. Eh? No, right. no. Okay. I'm just glad we're not gonna. I, I think Sean Masood has to throw in at least like one Han definitely as an homage to Babur for every interview he does. Yeah, and then all the Babur stands are gonna go crazy. He's gonna be. He's just respecting our king. And yep. uh, no, exactly. Babur, you know, Sean Masood is very well spoken. I'm excited. I'm excited for the press conferences. At least they're not gonna be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the good part. About yeah. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for joining. Let's end this thing right here. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Take care.